The views and opinions expressed by the hosts do not state or reflect those of the company and its management. Any assumptions, views, and insinuations made by the hosts or guests do not reflect those of the show, the management, and the network. Listener discretion is advised. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. We're, we're almost near the end. We're wrapping up with a couple more films. Uh, let's talk about um, a film that's somehow similar, or at least in this year, it was likened down to Call Me By Your Name. It's called Ete 85 or Summer of 85. Um, it's directed by Francois Ozon, and it's about this teenager um, named Alexis, um, played by Felix Lefebvre, who... Um, dito, who likes to to ride on boats until eventually um, there was one instance where in the boat capsizes and he meets this man who saves his life called David. And basically the film talks about um, the things that happened to David and um, how Alexis is coming into terms with with the events that transpired. So, um, Ikaw, Doc, what are your thoughts on Summer of 85? Um, Summer of 85, um, the, um, a lot of it feels like um, Ozon's early filmography uh, in the early 90s, especially one of his, ano nga ba yung title ng film yan? Wait lang, search ko. A Summer Dress, yeah, that one. His, it's, it's a short film from 96. Um, and it's a very, it's based on a, this, this film is based on a novel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, Dancer My Grave by Elan Chambers. Um, meron siyang parang ano, meron siyang parang um, YA kind of feel to it, no? Um, it's, ano, it's a very, it's a very, ano, it's a very uh, interesting look. Then at uh, it's a very hindi naman an interesting look. It's a it's a very nice you know romance between these two men and their their parents. Pero ano eh, it's it's it feels a very light to me. Ayun, I'm having trouble articulating my feelings. Pero yon uh, para siyang napakagaan lang niya and it's a very it's a pleasant watch naman. Although. Um, certain elements of it I don't exactly agree with. Parang yung the flashbacks um, bring a gravity to the to the proceedings na hindi naman technically kailangan. And it could have played this straight and it would have, it would have been fine. Ayun. And actually, yun lang. Um, great performances by all of, the, all of the actors. And this film is really, 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 really well shot. Um, especially those mga flashback sequences. I think it was shot on film. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yan. Guys? <laughs> Ayun. Um, for me, uh, I think this is one of my favorite films of the, what they call this, the lineup for, 
or TIFF this year. Kasi for me, it, I, I perceive it differently. More than, ano, more, I think I liked it more than I probably should have. Pero I liked how, hindi siya absurd, but um, mo, most of the things that they decide to do, or at least what David and Alexis decides to do towards the film, they're all questionable. But at the same time, it's also a reflection of youth. Eh. It's, it's a mirror of youth and, you know, at least falling in love for the first time in forever. Um, especially with Alexis, that's what he's what what he's coming into terms with. Eh. Um, there are times wherein it is meandering, um, in the sense that um, what they call this, in the it, the the approach is non-linear. That's why it ends up being meandering. But you feel connected with these characters, eh, one way or another. You you feel the heat between Alexis and David when they make love with each other. You feel the intensity between the two of them when they fight. Um, you feel connected to them. Um, you're not supposed to. And I think that's what it is. I, I said it before. Um, I think Summer of 85 is, quote-unquote, a beautiful disaster. Um, it's an elegy and at the same time an ode to, to youth and love or at least the ideas of them. Characters or yung isa sa mga sinabi ng characters, um, you know, maybe you're not in love at all. Maybe you're in love with the idea of a person. Maybe maybe that's the reason why um, you're so attached and you know you're so connected to to one person. It's because you're in love with the idea or at least with the model or the concept that you're seeing. You know, because naikita mo yung ideal person mo. With with this man or with this woman or whatever, and that's what what kept me going. Eh. Uh, um, even though uh, at times I, I was really laughing towards many many of the scenes that happened, because mapapaisip kay why why did why did he do this? At bakit nila ginawa to? Parang many times it didn't make sense, but I think those things that weren't logical contributed even more to why I loved it. And the fact that um, it's supported by performances, especially by Felix Lefebvre, uh, um, who killed it, of course, but not intended. Um, you know, I, I think that Summer of 85 is something that many people should should see. And this is probably a contradiction, but I think I, I love this more than I ever did with Call Me By Your Name. Yan. So, ayan. Um, Kuya Jimmy, what are your thoughts on Summer of 85? Um, actually, I agree with John because I also a summer dress ni. Ozon, yung short film niya during the 90s. And it's very, ano, <laughs> very, alam mo yun, parang bringing back to that of short film itong, ano, itong Summer of 85. And then, okay naman, although, ako kasi I like yung ginawa ni Ozon last year, yung By the Grace of God, done this, itong Summer of 85. Pero, decent, ano naman, decent movie naman itong um, Summer of 85. It's just that may mga part lang na yun, uh, same with, I agree din with John na parang may mga flashback na parang 
hindi na ano necessary or hindi na helpful dun sa um dun sa overall na um film and then ano pa ba natatawa lang kasi ako dahil may tinuloy niya talaga yung pagsasayaw sa grave diba eh, i remember a uh, horror film um titled Grave Dancers no starring Dominic Purcell so while watching that scene natatawa na lang ako ganun um ano pa ba ano masasabi ko sa film mm, well at first parang nandun yung perception na ah Okay, parang call me by your name ito pero hindi siya <laughs> hindi siya yung ano eh, call me by your name it's a different um story tas may ano pa di ba may involved pa na death ganun. And just like what you said Rafi, I like yung sinabi nung ano eh, nung female character, isang female character doon na um yung character ni Felix no um parang he felt in love with the idea of a person not because of ano tawag dito not because of the friendship or whatever na nabuo sa kanila uh, while having ano fun with each other diba so yun parang yun nga ang maganda naman sa film is that pinakita doon yung um yung young love ganun kasi diba with um yung character nga na ginampanan ni Felix Lefebvre um he doesn't know eh parang is innocent ganun so wala siyang alam with uh love kung paano yung maramdaman ganun and then suddenly um this very charming boy no na borta diba hindi ba naman ang diba hindi magkakagusto and then he's giving attention to the to um the character of Felix nga diba so parang okay i got his ano i got his um point diba na oo nga magkakagusto rin ako sa taong to. However, di ba, David suddenly said na nabobored na siya because parang same-same na lang. Ganun. That's, diba, that's the point where ano eh, nagkaroon ng tawag dito. Nagkaroon na ng turning point dun sa film or pivot, pivotal moment ng film eh. And I think basically yun lang. Wala na ko ibang masabi. Okay lang. Yun. I find it okay. The film is okay. Yan. Um, and And, uh, Kailanda, your thoughts on Summer of 85? So, I really like it. And I think masyado nag-enjoy si Ozon sa paggawa. No, na, to the point na hindi na siya nag-care na meron siya na-include na hindi na mga kailangan. Katulad sa morgue. I don't think that's needed. Yun. Parang may mga iba pang scene na pwede nang alisin. You know, we, get, we got the point already. And, pero I think it's, it's a sweet film. I mean, it's a refreshing film. Uh, and uh, as I've said, I'm happy na hindi hindi natin siya ma-associate na sa Call Me By Your Name because it went to a different narrative trajectory and I like it that way na hindi hindi ko masasabi na oh it's it's similar to uh, to to this scene or to this to this conflict it's dif- it's totally different and I enjoyed it that way uniquely that way. Oh my God. Gusto ko yun na frustrate siya pero ano, very calm pa rin parang hello yes. ganun. <laughs> A voice of reason. Oo. <laughs> Sabi ko sana kanina call me by your boat. <laughs> <laughs> parang ano, hindi ko to napanood in full. I tried to kaya lang noon time na yung internet ko naman ang nasisira. Pero may napansin nga akong 
eksena doon na may boat kaya nagets ko yung ano <laughs> yung <laughs> the metaphor ganun <laughs> pero ano it's it's fun i mean um yeah i, I agree that ozon had a lot of fun feel ko na to meet this and ayun i hope a lot of people watch it Uh, speaking of, um, you know, a lot of people, um, there was one film that not many people were able to see, um, specifically because of the limited availability of the film. It's called The Father. Um, this is based on the French play written by um, Florian Zeller, who happens to also be the director of the film. And it's about this man portrayed by Anthony Hopkins, who is on the advanced stages now of dementia. And um, throughout the film, we're just seeing how, um, you know, his character descends to, you know, that mental illness, um, along with um, his daughter portrayed by the wonderful Olivia Coleman and other more supporting characters that would contribute to his story. So, ayun. Ate says, I know you've seen The Father. What are your thoughts about it? Um, it's my first time to see uh, Florian. Anong nga last name niya? Sorry. Zeller. Ayan. Basta siya. His, his or her his film uh, for the first time. Um, and it's, uh, it's a really good film to see on, uh, on in broad daylight. Um, especially since I miss um, seeing Anthony Hopkins play Uh, larger than life roles. Kasi parang a lot of kids today, they know him as Tatay ni Thor. Guys, hindi ko siya Tatay ni Thor lang. <laughs> Ganon, he's a really, really good actor. Um, English actor. And one thing that I um, love about this film is that uh, it, it's like a theater play. Um, and maganda rin yung way, yung, yung means on how to you know, keep everything very minimal, pero sobrang bigat ng film. Um, if Rolando had his tears holding him back dun sa isang film, ako ito yung, yung tears talagang hindi ko mapigilang, ano, hindi ko mapigilang sarili ko. Sobrang ganda nung, nung execution ng story. Ah. So, it's about this guy, parang sinay na siya. And then, it's like a cross between reality and um, his perception of things din. So since he's he's aging or ageism is very rampant here, but in a good way. So you know it's really disheartening to see films that discuss um, the human condition in which you know people tend to lose their memories or you know they're they're going too old too fast. Ayun. And for an actor with his cal um with such caliber, ang alam po kasi kay Anthony Hopkins ang previous sa kanya is that he. He really has a good memory. Um, he he likes memorizing poems every week just to retain that memory. So to see him in a contrast here is really brilliant. So um, if ever this gets released sometime this year or next year, I, I think a lot of people will definitely come and see it because it's relatable, especially here in the Philippines. We like to take care of our uh, grandparents, our moms and dads or uncles or aunts na sobrang old na tas nga, parang wala na masyadong comfort. So yun. So I really, really like it. Um, I hope to see more films starring Anthony Hopkins even more and Olivia Coleman and 
the two other actors. I agree, no, Ate Seth, that when you brought up close family ties, um, this is something that many Filipinos would easily relate to and eat up. Because um, I agree then with what you said, that it's very much like a theatrical play. And funny, no, this is Lorian Zeller's directorial debut as a film director because he really is a playwright, eh. I think it's the contributory factor kung bakit ganun yung set na and this um he's directed in past this adaptation of what or something. And, um, the for yourself with the character, si Anthony and Anne, or by Anthony's. Um, ayan, so going back, ilitin ko na nandun yung sinabi ko. Um, uh, the father is, um, you know, set up that way, mainly because it's based on, what do you call this, a play. Um, coincidentally, you know, directed by Florian Zeller. Um, ang funny that this is his directorial debut and at the same time, it almost feels like he's a master of filmmaking already. So it just goes to show that, you know, making plays and um, what do you call this, making films aren't, aren't totally different from each other. You know, they're, they're almost of the same vein. Um, at first, I really thought that it was like this, um, what do you call this, 2016 film by August Wilson. It's called Fences. You know, directed by Denzel Washington. Um, because that, that film is set up like a, what do you call this? Like a play then of sorts. Because it's the, the it's based on um, the, the iconic play by August Wilson. But what um, Fences wasn't able to accomplish, the, the, the father gets to accomplish. And, you know, you get to, in the first part, kasi, you know, it, it's established how endearing the characters are from Anthony to Anne. So Anthony played by, of course, Anthony and Anne portrayed by Olivia Coleman. You know, you get to connect with these characters until, you know, the conflict arises, you know, to chaos. So at least the, the chaotic and, and, you know, and you feel for these characters, you, you empathize with them, you, you understand why this is good going on but it's very painful to watch it's almost like a horror film if I may say kasi dito, who would ever want to to experience such a thing you know losing your memory you know losing everything that you, you've ever loved head um, and you know towards the end your last 30 minutes of the film you know, I was already, my my eyes were already damp, pero, you know, tuloy-tuloy na lang akong humahagulgol because it reminded me so much of my grandmother, um, whom, although she didn't really have dementia, but, you know, seeing her become lifeless, you know, towards the, the last few years of her life, you know, it reminded me so much of that. And to me, I feel like many people should watch this and many people should, um, you know, acknowledge why this film is critically acclaimed. And to me, although I've said this already to a lot of people, Anthony Hopkins is already a lock 
in my opinion, for that Best Actor nomination, if not a Best Actor win. Ayan. Um, Alright. <laughs> okay. Kuya Rolando, your thoughts? So, yeah. Um, bukod sa mga sinabi nyo, I like the way the film towards the end shifted in a more emotional tone. Because at the start, Uh, for example, you didn't read anything about the film. You will thought that uh, is this a, a psychological thriller, you know, or like a Black Mirror episode, what's happening. And then you will later find out that it's the perspective of someone who, which is very interesting. And then towards the end, it the film plays with our emotion because we we see how Anthony Hopkins struggles with the disease. And how uh, he sees different people from different timelines and different parts of his life uh, na nahahalo-halo na and hindi niya ma-recognize. And in the end, we knew that these garbled images in his memory are attributed to his random experiences. And it's, it's, it's quite a touching uh, moment because we know that one day it could occur to us. And I'm sure uh, sa mga family, especially in Filipino context, meron tayong term na tinatawag na nauulyanin na and pieces of this, we have seen this in with our grandmothers or grandfathers and and we kind of, I kind of remember their struggles of uh, how they retrieve their memories kapag nahihirapan sila mag-recall and I think this is a pe- perfect picture para ma-immerse nung audience yung sarili nila on what will happen if you have this disease? How would you understand them? Because All, almost all of the films about the dementia it was told on the perspective of the outsider or the people who's taking care of the person. And I think this is a very good outlook or insight on how we take a look at this disease differently. Okay. Uh, hello? Ay, wala si Rafi. Okay, John, how about you? Have you seen this, uh, the, the father? Um... Unfortunately, I haven't seen all of it. Uh, so I can only comment on what I've watched, which is like siguro mga 30 or 45 minutes max, the film. Um, ano, um, I agree na it's a very, very excellent performance from um, Anthony Hopkins. And uh, I, I've dealt with patients uh, who have... Ano, who have developed dementia before. And in fairness, na-capture niya yung essence nun. And also the depiction of the disorientation people experience when they're trying to, you know, probe their memories. Kung sino ba kausap nila, bakit nag-iiba tong taong to, bakit hindi ko kilala to, ano ba ginagawa ko. Yung mga things na yun eh, it's, it's ano, um, it's, it's a really remarkable ano, um, depiction cinematic depiction that even though it's structured like a play it it doesn't feel exactly like a play on film parang it uses naman the language of film to tell its story so hanggang dun lang siguro kasi yun nga hindi ko siya natapos ay hindi ko siya naumpisahan pala sorry yun but I think okay lang kasi the first part was just him in getting the symptoms without us you know having to go back to flashbacks and all. So, okay naman yun. I think, uh, yun, this is the kind of film din na parang even if you sit out on it for like 10 minutes and get back to it, it's still gonna be the same same plot. Which is 
why it helps is I guess that the filmmaker is a um, is more experienced in theater. Because the theater, it's a very relived experience. I mean, parang it's very actual. So, you know, whether you go take a five minute break or not, you know, nothing's gonna change because everything's moving, diba? And they're still following the same, a similar plot liner flow. So, everyone. That's it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This would not be made possible without your support. And of course, with the help of Cutburn Podcast Network's team, headed by Patricia Marie Ferrer, Network and Podcast Manager Ellie Kieron Cole, Social Media Manager Rowan Palomares, Business Development Team Lead Lee Lirio, and from the creative side, Christina Lido and Andre Luis Castillo Ibanez. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Third World Cinema Club.